Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Split Decision Podcast. I'm your host, Roman Garcia, with my co-host and my good pal, PJ Katona. PJ, great weekend this weekend for us, I would say. Um, how did you feel? Besides the fights, though, first of all, did you do anything fun this weekend? Get get to anything exciting? Um, You know, just the usual, you know, kind of just, just went out, you know, Thursday, Friday. Um, nothing too special in particular, no. Just yeah. uh, just another fun weekend in Bloomington, yeah. as always. As always. As always. How about yourself? Uh, Well, you know, I'm in a little bit of a weird spot right now because I'm not quite 21, but I'm kind of old to go to, like, some of these other places. <laughs> um, so I kind of feel a little out of place. But we're five weeks out, though. But we're five weeks out. I just got to make it through these five weeks, and then I can, you know, go to the big boy spots. I hate to tell you, but the... This next month is going to be like the longest month of your life. Oh yeah, it's just terrible. That's how I. That's how it's down. That's what everyone tells me. It will be. And then once I hit that number, it's just like, does does any birthday even matter after that point? No, I mean, I'm, <laughs> when I, you know, yeah, no, not really at all. So, uh, can't wait. But like PJ said, can't come soon enough. Uh, but PJ, we had a uh, great card this week, and a. What did you think of the crowd, actually? I want to address that first, because uh, I would like to say the crowd added to the atmosphere, and for a little bit it did, um, especially sure. in that in the early prelims and stuff. Always in Brazil. I mean, Brazilians are known to be very... Um, hostile. Hostile and passionate mm-hmm. about their athletes. Um, and yeah, like you said, um, Dana loves going to Brazil, obviously, for that reason, because, you know, it's always going to be loud. I mean, even when their fighter... Whether the fighter wins or loses, the crowd's going to let you know how they feel about it. Um, yeah, especially even like the very beginning of the prelims because, I mean, there was a Brazilian fighter in every single fight, so obviously they were getting after it. It got a little controversial towards mm-hmm. the end, obviously, as we know. But, um, yeah. I don't know, man. I just, uh, I, I, you know, it just it, it hurt to see the way they treated my boy Brandon I after, agree. after I his agree. title fight victory. It was not... Uh, I've even seen him in interviews saying that he expected to get treated a little bit better from the crowd. Um, he is still Latin American, much like the Brazilians are. Um, and I, I think he said there was some confusion in terms of how the fight stopped. They probably thought he poked his eye, but it, upon replay, you can see yeah. it was clearly a, a punch right to the eye socket. Well, the thing is, even if it, it was like a, you can tell, it sort of looks like an eye poke, but Figueredo was complaining about it was Figueredo's other eye yeah. that was split open, not the one that apparently mm-hmm. got poked. So even yeah. if it, yeah, obviously the crowd's not gonna yeah. not gonna listen to the other side. No, 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 no not at all. Um, but where do you want to start, PJ? You want to start from start from the top of the card, or you want to just uh, highlight some of the things that went on in the prelims, yeah. early prelims? Maybe two prelims, honestly. Start off sadly, uh, I yeah. feel like with our uh, with our guy Terrence McKinney. Yes, uh, it seems as if. Whenever I post a fighter on my Instagram story beforehand and tell them everyone to make sure you bet the house on them, that it's just it's a guarantee that they lose. <laughs> so that's why like um, I rarely, rarely post anymore beforehand and yeah. just do all my posting till afterwards. Um, but yes, PJ um, ended that fight ended in a brutal fashion for Terrence, um, but a highlight knockout for Ismael Bonfim. Who was yeah, uh, he just, looks like he's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. One of many to win in his debut on this card. Um, if, for those who didn't see, 
You can go look that up on SportsCenter right now. It was a flying knee um, that landed right on the chin. Slash, I think he said ear. Yeah, I was going to say more like, the, more like the side of his head, and uh, he just went down. Yeah, it looked, down. I mean, Terrence didn't, I mean, he the first minute he kind of, you know, started wild and Always. like he usually does, mm-hmm. but he kind of was a little selective, and I don't know, like, I mean, obviously he didn't play into his yeah. favor, but like, I don't know if that would have, you know, if he would have fought how he usually fights yeah, and just yeah. made it ugly really quickly. It was definitely a different style from McKinney. I think he knew that Bonfim yeah. is not a schmuck yeah, like some of yeah. the other schmucks that he's been beaten up on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very, very upsetting to see Terrence go out, but he'll be back. He, uh, did you see that video of him and Bunfield yeah, taking a shot yeah, together? So Drake. they're buddies. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, Terrence, hard guy to not get along with. Um, you know, I, sh- I should have messaged him after the fight. Just let him know it's going to be okay, but uh, you know, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, good win for Ismail Bunfield. Just one of... Or him and his brother both picked up victories this weekend. We'll get to Gabrielle a little bit later. Um, but first, I'd like to talk about um, our boy, well, our boy disappointed this weekend, Gregory Rodriguez. Um, we thought it was going to be a pretty um, clear path to victory for him versus Bruno Ferreira. Um, but unfortunately, Bruno had other plans. Yeah. Uh, sadly, he did. Um, yeah, Gregory just kind of got caught with a, I don't know if it was a right or left hook, but I know it was some kind of counter hook, and Gregory just hit the floor. I believe it was a left hook. Left, yeah. Um, and it was after, like, four minutes of, like, pretty much Gregory Gregory putting all the pressure on, you know, being selective with the shots, but landing them efficiently. Ferrero was a little bit wild at the beginning, throwing a lot of spinning attacks, yeah. and even the commentators were pointing out, you know, it's a lot of wasted energy in those attacks, but uh, you know, eventually when he kept it nice and simple and just check left hook, and man, he must have some serious power because I've seen Gregory. Take I was some gonna say, big yeah, because I was really just I was completely caught yeah. off guard when I saw Gregory hit the floor like that. Because yeah. I mean, yeah, Gregory's kind of known to be able to take a couple mm-hmm. punches before he gets uh, at least knocked down or KO'd like that. Yeah. But yeah, good win for uh, Bruno for sure. I was not expecting that at all. Not at all. <clears throat> And like I said, this was actually earlier in the card, but Gabriel Bonfim actually uh, picked up a victory as well versus Manir Lazes. So, yes, the Bonfim brothers went 2-0 and on this card, both in their debuts. And Gabriel, uh, currently undefeated, and he fought, fights at welterweight. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how he plays into that um, weight class in the future. Um, did you like what you saw out of Gabriel? Did you see him catch that fight? I mean, it was it was short and sweet mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, not to be honest, not a whole lot I can really say about it besides, you know, Gabriel does what a lot of Bra- Brazilians like to do, very uh, Dubronx-esque, you know, mm-hmm. got him right right in trouble and uh, converted. I mean, yep. nothing. Uh, dug it. Not a whole lot to say about a 49-second fight. No, no, no. Impressive, though. Um, and then to at the for the main event of the prelims, we had Mauricio Shogun, who was uh, last fight versus Ihor Poter- Poteria. Um, that took place at light heavyweight, um, and I feel like everyone kind of knew how this was going to go down. I believe Poteria is he is age. He's twenty six. Twenty six years of age. Um, Shogun, what, 45? 
something like that. Something, something very old. Forty-one. Yeah. yeah. So, fifteen-year age discrepancy between the two, um, and you know, Mauricio started off, you know, pretty decent. They okay. were kind of feeling each other out. Uh, then Ehor catches him with a hook. And, uh, you know, ground and pounds him out. I liked the stoppage from Herb Dean. Yeah. He was on it pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, pretty much as soon as Shogun covered up, you know, he, he stepped in. Yeah, which no I reason th- to let that man no, take no. any more beating. Um, no. Sadly, as I've always, as I say every time, you know, father time in this sport is undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, shout out to Shogun for a phenomenal career. But, I mean, I mean, you hardly, hardly ever do you see a Hall of Famer Go out nope. with the victory, to be honest. Nope, nope, I mean, it nope. just doesn't really happen. He, uh, he joins the likes of uh, Frankie Edgar, Jose Aldo, yeah. uh, I don't know, a number, Randy Couture, all fighters who uh, unfortunately um, went out with an L. But, hey, that's the fight game for you. And like PJ said, time is it's only a matter of time. Um, but we will move on to the main card now, which started off with a light heavyweight matchup between Johnny Walker and Paul Craig. Um, Johnny Walker coming off of a victory versus Ian Kutalaba. Paul Craig coming off of a loss. loss. Um, and this was a uh, good performance from Johnny Walker in the end. Um, quick fight. Uh, they were kind of feeling each other out at first. Johnny Walker, I think, had clear-cut advantage on the feet. And then eventually he throws a kick to the body, which Paul Craig catches, but probably should have let go of because Johnny Walker, with all of his impressive athleticism and skill, was able to knock or rock him with the right hand um, while he was standing on one leg, and Paul Craig still didn't let go. And a couple more right hands later, and the fight was over. PJ, what did you think of Johnny Walker's performance? Uh, Johnny, Johnny looked good again for sure. He uh, definitely has been. You know, usually when fighters take a uh, brutal knockout, kind of like the the one he had versus Jamal Hill, the new champion, mm-hmm. um, they don't bounce back very well. But Johnny Walker's done the exact opposite. Now he's gotten two uh, quick finishes. Um, rebounding and yeah, he looked good. I mean, nice short and sweet once again and. Paul Craig's just got to, I don't know, he's he's good, but he's he's got to figure out how to, he can't yeah. he can't be so one-dimensional. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. he's just straight, pretty much relying he's going to get his opponent to the ground with mm-hmm. zero stand-up, and obviously that cost him again. Yeah. So, um, um, he, he The thing is, I, I feel like Paul Craig can be really good. He just needs to work on a strike. at least have a respectable strike game. Like, mm-hmm. like, just know yeah. how to throw a few combos, you know. Just yeah, get some Problem sort of respect. Problem is, he's thirty-five years old. He doesn't really have yeah. much time to figure it out at this point. No, you think, but, a, um, you think a title's in Paul Craig's future? After that, <laughs> after that one, most likely not. No, Probably no, no. not. I mean, he's ranked, I believe, eleventh now. No. Yeah, he's eleventh now. Um, Johnny Walker moving up to eight. No, I for Paul Craig, no. Johnny Walker, maybe. Yeah, there's a little say. light at the end of the tunnel, maybe, but. Uh, yeah, good performance for Johnny. We both predicted that correctly. I think we both had second round knockout, mm-hmm. but first round knockout, even better. We'll take that. Um, I don't know. Any potential matchups you could think of for uh, Johnny Walker? Like uh, he said, moved all the way up to number eight. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to want to fight somebody ahead of him. Uh, he's already fought the likes of uh, Ryan Spann. Uh, I don't imagine Dominic Reyes would want that fight. No. Maybe he waits and uh, takes on an Alexander Rakich. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I know Rakic is hurt, though. And I don't know what Magomed and Blahovic are doing. But I, don't, I think that would be a little too high for him yeah. right now, if I'm being honest. Anthony Smith has a fight coming up soon, he said. So he's not fighting Anthony Smith. Did um, Anthony Smith say who he's going to fight? No, he just said he's got news coming mm, soon. I think that's going to be Jamahal Hill, but we shall see. You think so? You think they're going to give I, Jamal? I don't see. I don't see. I guess how, it makes sense. It's fair. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, he was owed that fight. And uh, I, just, I, I just can't believe he actually might get a title shot. Oh, I think he's going to get pummeled. But I think he kind of— Not even that. He's coming off a loss, too. Yeah, I know. Part. But uh, Dana is not too happy with Magomed and and uh, Blahovic right now. No, that division is definitely in a weird spot. Yeah. So this is the one time somebody like Everett could really come yeah. off a loss and get a title fight. Yeah, so uh, Johnny Walker, I would say probably— uh, is, is Nikita Kurlov tied up at the moment? I I don't think he is, but he, he is. just fought up. He just beat Ozdemir yeah, um, yeah. in October. So that's a matchup they could possibly. Make. I mean, maybe that's what they're doing. Yeah, that could be. That could be it. Yeah, I did hear. Uh, I was listening to the MMA Hour a little bit earlier today, and John Kavanaugh was saying he thinks Johnny Walker's about two fights away, two victories away from a title shot. So I in say this division. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean Glover's Glover's obviously out, so he's basically seventh. Yeah. In the rankings. Yeah, so he beats Kirilov and fights somebody in the top five. I could see how he gets a title shot by, I don't know, Yeah, maybe the end of 2020. I doubt that. It, really, it just depends on what they're going to do with Magomed and Jan. I don't know what they're, what yeah. they're planning. And then Jiri, obviously. Jiri said he's going to be back in July or August. I I'm doubt. so surprised. There's no way. But You don't think so? Dude, that's it's so short. Guy. Dude, they said it. The doctor literally said it's the worst injury he's ever no. seen. You're telling me he's going to be back in, in what? What is that? What? what I guess it's six, seven months away, but still. Now, now, PJ, I was listening to a little bit of Chael Sonnen earlier. I love that guy. What did uncle have to say? What did uncle have to say? Well, you remember how uh, people speculate that Jordan had a gambling problem, and then the reason he went to go play baseball is secretly because he had gotten in trouble with some gambling. He got suspended, but they didn't want to make that known. Well, in a similar essence, you know, um, Yuri Prohashka was tested, if people don't know this, like, Something like 40, 40, I think it was 49, but it was like the most, yeah. I, I know what you're Most get. tested, like within like a two month span, something ridiculous, like way higher than anyone else. I would say like at least like 30 times more than uh, whoever got tested the second most. So uh, Yuri, or I mean, Chael, I should say, um, didn't outright say it, but he kind of implied, he said, what if there's something going on behind uh, the scenes, Yuri Prohash, because he said, he pointed out, I haven't seen Yuri in like a, in a sling, I haven't seen him like getting a shoulder massage. That is true. I mean, every time I see Yuri, he looks fine to me, but I, I mean, I just think that's uh, just a little bit of a, a theory. He did post that one video with uh, towards <laughs> Jamal Hill saying like, I'm coming or whatever it was, and he... Didn't look like he was nah. really in a sling, and he was holding the phone like the yeah. phone was pointing down on him. So one of his shoulders was <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Pure speculation. Um, I got that idea from Chael Sonnen. Conspiracies. Um, look at my dad. My dad is calling me at the moment. Jesus. Have, right, answer. Work. Answer. Put him on speaker. I, oh my God. Not no, live. <laughs> if he was prepared. I, I don't know what he's gonna say. So we're <laughs> gonna have true. to hold off on that one. That's true. Shout out Dave Katona. I gotta text him that. But uh, yeah, um, <laughs> that is an interesting conspiracy. Um, yeah, I thought it was just an interesting uh, conspiracy as well, something I would want to point out, you know. Uh, but, yeah, good victory for Johnny Walker um, over the weekend. Nice to see him get back-to-back Ws, exciting fighter, going to be excited to see whatever he does next. Um, after that fight, we had 
Um, our only female fight on the main card, Jessica Andrade versus Lauren Murphy. Much to my surprise and to many other surprise, this fight actually went the distance. Um, yeah. But Andrade, I believe, 30, two 30-26s 30 and a 30-27. Um, I, think, I think two 30-25s oh, and one 30-26. Oh, even worse than I thought. My bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, Lauren. I try to give you a little bit more credit. Um, but Lauren Murphy was just never in this fight. It was uh, Jessica Andrade from the get-go. Yeah. Um, too fast, too strong, too technical. Just yeah. had her beat pretty much everywhere. Lauren Murphy was in um, astounding 0 for 15 on takedown attempts <laughs> in this fight. Christ Very, um, you know, I'm not going to disrespect him, but a little Nate Diaz-like, just in terms of staying in the fight, because Andrade, <laughs> I believe, for a three-round fight, put up the second most... Um, significant and total strikes in a, in, in three-round fight history Jesus. and murphy was there for all of them. obviously took, <laughs> took every one of them like a champ yeah never got knocked down in oh, 237 strikes which is very wow. very impressive that is so much to put in perspective well but as we um, expected andrage was going to dominate yeah. this fight um a lot of people saying that the corner should have stepped in for Lauren Murphy, did you feel? Yeah, but she didn't. She didn't want to, for one. But yeah, I mean, you you could have whenever. I mean, I think, talk about unnecessary damage. I mean, did they ever really think she could have pulled something out the hat on Andrade? Even as a coach, you just gotta realize, like, I oh, mean, you should. You'd, you'd think after, you know, I don't know, even the fifth takedown, I'd be like, well, you're probably not taking this girl down. Probably not. And uh, you see what was happening on the feet. So uh, yeah, I don't know. But um, uh, you know, I'd like I like to see. Um, Andrade pick up the victory. I think uh, she deserves a title fight soon. Hasn't fought for the title since she lost it to Zhang Weili, I believe. And I be think that was 2019 or 2020. So it's been a couple of years uh, since she's uh, had a fight for the title. Um, but I, I don't know who could she potentially fight Yeah, I don't next. know if, um, what's her name as a fight? Um Manan Fiora, but they, I think she said, or I don't know if it was he, she, or one of the, or Dana, someone said that she's going to fight for the title after Valentina fights, so. I hope so. And then Talia Santos is fighting Blankfield. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Grasso's obviously got the title yeah, fight, yeah. so I don't know. She's in a little weird spot. She yeah. might have to do some waiting. She could fight Fiora, or she could just wait it out. Yeah. If I was her, I'd just wait it out, I think Fiora is waiting for the title. I don't I don't know where I saw that, but I remember her saying that she's waiting. But I, I, I don't know. I don't like when two people are waiting. I like I when one person waits. I mean, it may, no, it makes perfect sense. I'm just saying yeah. what I heard. Obviously, I would. Yeah. I think the fight to make is Andrade versus Fiora while Val one contender? Yeah. Valentina and Grasso go at it. Same card. Sure. Oh, wait, no, they can't do that anymore. Yeah. It's a little too early for that. Uh, but yeah, good victory for Andrade. Um, where would you like to see uh, Lauren Murphy go from here? Uh, you think she just probably uh, Bell by Bellator? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think uh, uh, at this point in her career, you could uh, label her as a gatekeeper for the women's division. Um, yeah, if you want to be a serious contender, I guess you got to go through Lauren Murphy first. Um, kind of yeah. like an RDA for lightweight. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, actually, no, that's disrespectful to RDA. My bad. Let me take that com that comment back. RDA, former world champion, um, in the toughest division in the world. It was. Uh, that's wrong of me to compare him to the likes of Lauren Murphy. Yeah, I don't know. They'll they'll figure something out for Lauren Murphy. I'm sure. <laughs> Do you care whatever she does next? No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all right, Lauren. Uh, we'll be rooting for you. No, nah, I respect her though. I actually gained a I gained a pretty good amount of respect she took for a her. Beating. She took a bad bad beating and mm -hmm. was able to stay in the fight. That's for sure. Um. All right, but we'll move on 
to uh, our next fight on the card, third fight from the top. <clears throat> we had Gilbert Jorino Burns taking on Neil Magny at 170 pounds. Now, I thought from the get-go that Gilbert deserved a tougher, um, bigger-named opponent, but he ended up with Neil Magny, who does have the most wins in welterweight history, but he's also fought so many times. Yeah, he's a veteran. <sighs> um, But... Another one of those matches that was just one-sided from the get-go, much like Johnny Walker, much like Jessica Andrade. Uh, Gilbert Burns picking up the submission victory, 4 minutes, 15 seconds into round one. Um, but PJ, what did you think? Did you think that this fight was ever going to be competitive? Or, I don't know, what did you I like? Mean, the thing is, I give I give Neil Mag. I mean, he obviously, he's very, very experienced. He obviously, yeah. he, he trained with Hamzat, so like, you know, he... He has the experience, but yeah. no, I mean, did I ever really think he was going to win? No. Did I think it was possible? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's a big dude. Like we yeah. said, he had a lot of um, reach advantage for sure. But um, no, I mean, Gilbert Burns is, you know, one of the best fighters mm-hmm. in the world, obviously. all One of the best all-around fighters in the mm-hmm. UFC, probably. And um, yeah, he's just tough. Mm-hmm. Gilbert said that... Uh, his wife told him no war this time, yeah. like with Hamzat. Just make it short and sweet. And uh, yeah, Gilbert yeah. did what um, similar yeah. to his buddy Johnny Walker did. Made it short and sweet and got out of there with a victory. Yeah, you got to be a dang good fighter. Just you know, your wife tells you to keep it short and sweet in the UFC. Yeah, I mean, just go ahead. And she's got the utmost confidence in the world in him, obviously. Yeah. And if I was him, I would have the same confidence. As oh well. yeah, especially going through. If, I mean, if you can go toe to toe with Hamzat, you can fight. Yeah. You can not get. <laughs> killed by Hamzat, let alone make it the full 15. Yeah. You got you got to have some sort of confidence. Um, which I rewatched that fight uh, Saturday, Sunday night, maybe. I love rewatching that one. Um, and actually, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I know I got a little biased because Hamzat is probably my favorite current active. Well, actually, one of my favorite current active fighters. But the more I watched that fight, I realized Hamzat... He, uh, he outperformed him pretty handily. Um, I know that you think that... Uh, Gilbert, you know, was a little bit closer than people saw it, but I, I you know, I, I, I ask you to go rewatch that sometime soon and uh, just, I have. just look at the strikes, you know, the, the effectiveness of the strikes. I agree, I agree. Just, um, uh, but you know, just wanted to point that out because you know I need to mention Hamzat at least one time on every podcast. Let people know. How I mean, I knew once the fight was over, I knew that <laughs> I had no doubt in my mind that it was going to be twenty nine, twenty eight. Well, that was. I remember when you texted me that Burns got robbed. Because I, <laughs> I, at the time, yes, because I thought they were going to count that that knockdown as a knockdown. If that doesn't I'll, count as a knockdown, I guess it's I'll say fair. Th- I'll say this though: the commentators in that fight, and now I, I think, much like a lot of the audience was, they were caught off guard by how well Gilbert Burns did, and that kind of added to like every time Burns landed something, it was kind of just like a shock to everyone because we know we never seen Hamza in the I fight agree. before. No, I agree. Um, the so, li- watching it live and watching it. Yeah. Afterwards, it's two different things. I it agree. Is. Hamzat won the fight. Definitely in the moment. Uh, I obviously, I just don't like Hamzat really. And like, like you said, Gilbert really caught me off guard with how good he was. So like, obviously, my bias was heading yeah. more towards Gilbert. But um, yeah, as I said, it was a yeah. it was a war regardless. It's um, got. It's actually crazy that we're talking about that fight still. Uh, what is it? Ten, I mean, ten months. It's, but it's a, it's worth it. It's every a great time. fight. Great fight to go I might, I'll any. probably go watch it after yeah. we, after <laughs> I get home from yeah. this. Honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, do yourself a favor, go watch that. It's free on YouTube right now. Um, but uh, Gilbert Burns, big call out after the fight, called for 
uh, Kobe Chaos Covington, your boy. Everybody um, wants Kobe. Don't everyone they? wants a piece of Kobe, but no one knows where to find him, apparently, because yeah. he's been out of action for almost a year now after what I blame. Uh, Hort, we I, all blame I, that chump. Jorge. I blame George, uh, who's currently ranked 11th at welterweight, which I didn't even know. Uh, what a schmuck. Um, yeah, I mean. But honestly, uh, welterweight just needs to get something going right now. Like, there's just. I don't even. I love. I just want to see Kobe fight one. I'll, he could fight any of those yes, three guys anybody. right there, and I'd be very excited. The Hamza UFC. Bilal, Burns. Yeah. I prefer not Burns because I actually like. I actually really like Burns. Mm hmm. But, yeah. Uh, the UFC is just a, it's a better place when Kobe Covington is active. And, uh, they have four guys right here that are already two. I know. And they should make these fights. Two, three, four, and five. Some what These four yeah, should be fighting each other. Order. In I mean, any order. I mean, honestly, I heard people saying that they can do the Burns-Chamayev rematch. Um, but yeah. I honestly... Oh. Oh! I just got a notification. All Joe Cejudo slated for April 8th. Really? Yeah. What is that? Two eighty-seven in br in um Brooklyn. I think so. Really? Well, I'm, well wow. Okay. I is that it. like official or is that just like? It just that's uh, Bleacher Report and it's on MMAfighting.com. Aljamain Sterling versus Cejudo, targeted for really? UFC two eighty-seven oh. on April eighth. Can't believe I'm saying this, but Aljo, you you just you you you, yeah. ha you have to you have Honestly, to win. Um, it says targeted. It's not signed yet though. <sighs> That's true, and you honestly never know. With it says Sterling. that Aljo is dealing with that bicep injury, so still a factor in the timing. I just, it's like, I want to, like, I respect the skill of Sterling, but there's just like, why is he always hurt? Why, like, I get this is the fight game. Everyone has injuries. Yeah. But do you think he flopped on that Yan knee? Oh, yeah. You think he flops? Oh, yeah. Come on. You think so? I've seen people take, I mean, bad knee, don't get me wrong. No, I just don't like how he threw the belt down and then a couple days later he's like No, I agree. I'm not even I'm not trying to I'm not like a fan of Aljo. I like him, but I'm not like a fan of him. I just Andrew, does that make sense to you? He likes him, but he's not a fan. <laughs> I, mean, there's a I mean I don't I don't dislike him. I mean you can like somebody and not be a fan. Like I'm all, I would only consider myself a fan of who I, mean, I actually love. I'm trying to like Think if there's anybody who I like, but I'm not a fan. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, okay, I'll go with that logic. Uh, I'm saying like uh, I I would consider in this sport at least like a fan is somebody who like you're going to cheer for no matter who they're fighting against. Okay, like I consider myself a fan of Connor, a fan of Charles. So like the leech. I, I guess I can I'm, see you on that because like I like, I like the, leech, the leech, but like if but he if was he the, fights if he fights like. Oliveira yeah. or McGregor, I'm not yeah. cheering for yeah. him. Obviously, like Connor, Oliveira, Colby, um, Diaz, Diaz. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless he's not fighting Connor, I mean, yeah. there's some special. Yeah. But like, if I'm rooting for the guy 99.9 percent .9 of the time, like I consider him a fan. That's just my definition. All right, I'm All a right. fan. All right, because there are a lot of people I like. It's hard not to like these fighters because like I have yeah. the utmost respect for almost all of them mm -hmm. for being in this brutal sport. Who do you not have respect for? I have. I just said I have respect for all fighters. For, you said almost all. I mean, I just didn't know if there was anybody who. You... I respect all fighters. I don't like all fighters, but I respect all of them because this uh, is a gruesome sport that they do. Um, what you have someone you don't respect? I'm looking. I'm trying to see if anyone stands out. Okay. Uh, you know, honestly, I do. Uh, nah, it's I don't hard. Like not I don't like George, bro. 
Who Jorge? Okay, yeah. If I were to not respect somebody, maybe it would it would probably be Masvidal. But nah. I mean, he's still he's still like you know in the sport. It's just, it's just tough. Nah. But yeah, I don't know. We kind of went a little sidetracked there. My definition but, makes sense though. Yeah, I get what you, I get what you're saying. Like, I, I, Dust, like Dustin, I like him, but I'm <laughs> definitely not a fan of him. That's nah, for sure. we had a conversation about that after his fight with Chandler. And I I got you to say you're a little bit of a fan. Little yeah, bit I mean, I wouldn't consider myself a fan, but there's a little part well, of me, obviously, that like. I mean, go that... back a couple episodes, listen to what you had to say. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I said, we got a little sidetracked. Um, good win for Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny. I'm sure you'll fight somebody in the top 15. Yeah. That guy's definitely a gatekeeper. He's like Lauren Murphy, honestly. <laughs> he um, could fight the leech. Yeah, honestly, he could fight leech. anybody, and they'll say, "Oh, he's fighting Neil Magny." Um, it's just yeah. Neil Magny at this point. Um, Championship gets a fights. couple wins, gets a couple losses. It's just, yeah. it's just how he rolls. Um, but we will move on to the co-main event of the evening. Um, Brandon Moreno versus Davison Figueiredo. Um, for the flyweight title, Brandon, the inter- interim champion. Davison, the undisputed champion going into the fight. Um, but after three rounds, it was c- pretty clear cut who... The better fighter was. It took us four fights to get here, but we finally have our answer with Brandon Moreno getting the doctor stoppage in between rounds three and four. Um, PJ, what did you make of his performance? You know, of Brandon. Mm-hmm. I mean, not. I mean, clearly the best flyweight in the world. Not even. Right. Up, not even close to being up for debate at the moment. Um, very impressive. Outstruck him, eighty-five to twenty-four. And also had I think about seven minutes of ground control mm-hmm. um, in 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 three rounds, which is pretty much yeah. half the fight, which is impressive. Um, it caught me a little off guard. I thought, you know, I Figueroa really didn't have any answer mm-hmm. for him at at all. Moreno's yeah, just very I, impressive. I Nothing. just I thought he came in with a higher like a little bit more patience, not as much as emotion, kept things clean and technical. I thought. Um, in his second fight, his used his wrestling really well, and then he kind of went away from that in the third fight. Yeah. Um, but in this fight, you know, he was shooting about two, three takedowns around. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just great performance from him overall. Like PJ was saying, um, Davis away from the uh, big right hook that yeah. Figgy likes to I catch mean, he people just, with. He just I I was listening to his coach, um, Saeed Sayouf, or I forget what his name Not is. Not James Kraus. Not James Kraus. <laughs> For the moment, um, but he was saying that just he was saying that he told Brandon to keep it relatively simple, shoot a couple takedowns, keep it circling to the right to avoid that big right hand. And he said, if you just shoot that one two and move to the right, I don't think Davison could even touch you. Yeah. And uh, apparently, he was pretty correct because good coaching right there. Mm-hmm. Good coaching. Yeah, nothing, nothing really. Went wrong in that fight for yeah. Moreno, if I'm being honest with you. I mean, he got taken down once, but, mm-hmm. I mean, got back up, I think, 20, 30 seconds afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after the fight, obviously, it, well, as we mentioned before that, um, he uh, obviously got showered by the Brazilian fans, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was obviously terrible. Yeah. But um, uh, he seemed to enjoy it, though. Uh, I was gonna, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. He was laughing. <laughs> yeah. he, had, he seemed to have a fun time. So, yeah, good for Moreno. And then he, uh, behind the uh, curtain, mm-hmm. he said uh, to... Alexandre Pantoja that he is next for sure. So that will probably be towards the back end of 20 maybe hopefully middle, but I would say probably summer. 
Middle, yeah. Oh, we're only Brandon. I keep, yeah, I keep. I don't know why we were talking about your birthday, so I'm like uh, thinking it's March. It's only January still. I so yeah, always th- I know you're always thinking about me, pal. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so hopefully him and Pantoja um, get going towards the middle of the year. Pantoja's, I believe, on a three fight win streak, so mm-hmm. that'll be. Yeah, I'm not definitely a good fight. Pantoja he, fights. I feel like somewhat similar to Moreno, so that mm-hmm. could definitely be owns a, good a couple victories over Moreno as well. I believe two. Does he's he beat him one in an exhibition because oh. it was in uh, the Ultimate Fighter, so it doesn't technically go on the record. But I think uh, he also has a professional Twi- victory over him as well. Oh, I thought he only beat him once. Okay, well, yeah, like I said, it was on the uh, the other one was on the Ultimate okay. Fighter, so that doesn't go in. Well, yeah, that's next for him, and then obviously, as we mentioned, Figueredo will be moving up to one thirty-five now. Um, you brought up a good fight. What? what oh, I said say? Uh, Adrian. Fight the winner of Adrian Yanez and Rob Font, which just got scheduled not That's too long fair. ago. That'd be a good first. For yeah. Rob Font would be a good first one because Yanez is kind of on the come up, and Font is kind of like you know he's good, but he's definitely probably yeah. not good enough to win the title. No, so no, and no. he's still in the top ten, so that could put Figgy right in the top ten with the victory. But uh, you know, I was telling PJ, I mean, Figueredo, he's big for uh, one twenty five for flyweight, but I don't know if he's big enough uh, to fight at one thirty five. Um, at yeah. bantamweight, you I know, know, I just I mean, see a couple guys on here who would just be like Marlon Vera, Cor- Corey Sanhagen, I mean, O'Malley, Aljo, Sugar Sean. They're all just way bigger. I mean, figure yeah. is only five five. So yeah, so uh, he needs to be very selective with the fights that he takes. Um, like I said, I think Yanez versus Font. Whoever wins that fight would be nice for him. Um, Rob Font, a perennial contender. And I think if Yanez wins, you know, it would be a good opportunity to build his name even more by putting him up against a former champion, yeah. especially because it looks like Jan and Marab are tied up, Oliveira, I mean, Vera and Sanhagen are tied up, and I think O'Malley's probably going to wait for the winner of Cejudo and Sterling, so I think that would be a good direction to go in. Um, unless he fights uh, Song Yudong, I mean, he's available, um, and I don't think he's that Big of a guy. Let me. Not sure what he stands at. Looks like oh, he's five eight, so he wouldn't be giving up too much height. But he, uh, Song Yudong is very powerful. Um, Corey. Yeah, I mean that whole that this he's just entering one of the toughest. I mean he's mm-hmm. dead, entering a way tougher. I mean, you got to respect it though. Division you know, for sure. No, I do. Challenging I mean, himself. Yeah. Song Yudong has a fight actually. I was gonna say. Oh, who's yeah. fighting? Uh, Ricky Simone, April twenty oh, second. I, I think that. I was gonna talk about that in my matchups. Mm. But uh, so yeah, I don't know. He's gonna have to do a little bit of weight. Obviously, he's, he's or he can fight wait. Pedro Munoz because I feel like everyone, every bantamweight at some point has to fight Pedro Munoz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, we shall see. It'll be interesting to I think see. Pedro also has a fight though. Not gonna lie. Oh I don't my god. Remember, I don't remember who. Well, at least division, that division. At least that division's packed. active. You know. It's probably the. Most well-rounded and it's one I of the most it, active. So I love that division. Yeah, I'll never. Anytime a bantamweight matchup is announced, I am very excited. I agree. But, uh, uh, yeah, we shall see what the future has in store Congrats for to Dave, Mr. Brandon Moreno. Yeah, and I told you so, pal. I told you so. You did. I mean, I I, I didn't <laughs> confidently pick Figueredo. I was just happy. Like I said, I was just happy we got to see a fourth fight because it's never happened before and. I mean, good c- congratulations I to. Uh, I think we'll see a UFC Mexico anytime soon. That would be. I mean, that would be awesome. I mean, there's a lot of fighters coming up in the Mexican fight game. You know, we got Grasso fighting for the title, and then uh, yeah. Rodriguez he fights Emmett. You know, those two pick up. Uh, uh, Yair picks up the interim title. 
Um, Brandon's obviously the champion. Maybe we do, we he- do headline Volk versus Yair, and then um, Moreno versus Pantoja. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. Just hypotheticals. But uh, finally, we will move on to our main event of the evening. Uh, the only prediction I got incorrect on this card, unfortunately, and boy did I get it wrong um, by a lot. Me and PJ both. But yeah. uh, I will say PJ did say he would be happy if Jamal Hill won, yeah. won and it was pretty emotional. Good, I think it uh, tear, I th- tear jerker to see his. I agree. I thought, uh, I yeah, I I had Jamal Hill winning this fight up until a couple of days before we made our predictions, and then um, I don't know. I watched the. Um, I watched a lot of um, film on, like, Jamal's past fights, and like we said, he had kind of struggled um, versus guys like Santos, who isn't even, like, a mm-hmm. big ground guy, who took him down, and he kind of had some trouble. And, you know, Glover's the best of the best when it comes to fighting on the ground. I I really con- I convinced myself. I changed my, uh, changed my pick, and it cost me, obviously. But, I mean, I'm still happy Jamal got the W. But yeah, three fifty forty fives across the board. Very, very impressive. Jamal mm-hmm. Hill is a problem in this division. Um, obviously, him and Jerry have been talking mm-hmm. um, through social media. But yeah, like you said, seeing Jamal Hill get all emotional like that was obviously, you know, feels good in the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, just thinking about all the sacrifice he's done. The first Dana White Contender Series alum mm-hmm. to. Um, Raise, raise gold in the UFC. So, yeah, I mean, Jamal landed 248 total strikes compared to Glover's 108. Mm-hmm. They both had three minutes and 26 seconds of ground control. So, yeah, I mean, the difference was definitely on the feet. The ground game, he neutralized it. And, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to how we started the podcast, talking about uh, that Brazilian crowd, what annoyed me the most uh, probably all night, even more than them throwing trash at Brandon Moreno was um, them exiting the uh, the stadium uh, during Jamal Hill's victory speech. Now, I know they were disappointed by the results of the main event and the co-main event, but when you have a legend like Glover Teixeira... Yeah, I was going to say, not even Jamal. Like The fact yeah. that they left for Glover is yeah. terrible. You have a legend like Glover Teixeira who, you know, in all probability, if he loses the fight, you, you would think that he's going to retire. And uh, they didn't stick around for that, so it was, yeah, it was... Uh, upsetting to see Glover give his retirement speech... To a mostly empty audience, no, um, nobody. He deserved a standing ovation at the end of the night. That's terrible. He didn't get it. Um, but a heck of a career for Glover. I mean, honestly, just spun the way his career and his legacy is going to be told. Um, after forty years of age, um, was able to capture the title. Was able to put on some amazing fights. Um, just a heck of a scrapper. Mm, fought the likes of Gustafson Jones. Jamal Hill, Prohashka, uh, fought him just across many generations, you know, started off as a sparring partner for Chuck Liddell many years ago, and to see him fight all the way up until 2023 against this new generation with the likes of Jamal Hill and Yuri Prohashka, um, not, yeah. not impressive doesn't even do it justice, you know, um, so, you know, bittersweet to see him go, I'm glad that he went at the time he did, you know, lost the title fight. No need to see him take yeah. any fight another number one contender fighting potentially. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he fights again, there's probably be a good chance he loses and yeah. you know goes out ugly. But so I mean, good to see him go out. Also, he wanted his coach wanted to stop the fight after the third round, but mm-hmm. 
he was outvoted by Glover's corner and Glover himself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, but you know, you saw in that fifth round, Glover had a little bit glimmer of hope. A little, yeah, a little glimmer second. of hope. That would have been got cr- my heart racing for a second. <laughs> I was about to say this is the most. This is, this is just Leon versus Kamaru yeah. or what? Oh my goodness. Um, but now uh, I think it's important that we also highlight Jamal Hill just put up an excellent performance. Um, the takedown defense was relatively good. And the striking was just, uh, it was it was clear from the get-go who the better striker was. His boxing just looked insane. Uppercuts, the hooks. Um, yeah, he's just got, yeah. I mean, he had hard that to one, hit, Pretty hard to hit yeah. as well. The one sequence, I think he threw two uh, two head kicks back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wobbled Glover with the second one. Then he threw a body shot into two straight uppercuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's just got clean striking. Very clean. Very clean striking. <laughs> just, I, again... It just makes no sense with his body type. I know. I mean, <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> like, he, I mean, he looks like a Prime Jones, but he, I don't know. He looks like, I don't know, Jalen's uncle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, though. It's weird. He's got a weird body configuration, to say the least. But he's a champ, man. He is the light no, heavyweight I'm happy champ. for him. Um, yeah. But my question is, if everyone's healthy, um, do you think he's the... Best light heavyweight on the planet right now. Oof. Wow. You know, I him versus Jerry would be a great fight. I honestly think he would beat Jerry. Just because That's Jerry bold. Yeah, but dude, Jerry gets hit a lot. Like he does. Just based on I mean just based on the way that both these guys fought Glover, I mean Jerry was losing four rounds to Glover mm-hmm. and got a obviously late finish and Jamal Never at one point this entire fight was ever losing this fight. So just based off that, I think he beat Jiri. I think him versus Magomed would be the one fight where I'm like, he might not win this one. But Interesting. I mean, honestly, I've heard it from a lot of people that they would still think Jiri might be the best light heavyweight. But I, yeah, could, I could see a case for Jamal as well, just going just, off the I, two fights. It's components. just hard after that last fight to see, like, how, like, Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was tough. I don't know, dude. He's good, man. All I'm saying is, it's like Yuri. He's just he just has oh, he's a unit. that intimidation factor. He does, man. but he was if Glover doesn't shoot for a takedown in what round yeah. three, I think he gets. I think he was going to get finished yeah. by by Glover Teixeira. So I don't but know. But I'm happy there's some excitement again in the light heavyweight division. Yeah, it was very dull for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very very but, dull. Uh, and also, I think it's important to point out. We may not see the 185-pound champ, Alex Pereira, at 185 pounds for much longer. He's a big boy. He walks around at about 230 pounds somehow and still makes 185. Um, But that was largely because his good friend and training partner, Glover Teixeira, was fighting at 205 pounds. Now that he's out of the equation, um, it looks like a move up to light heavyweight is likely. And I think a fight between him and Jamal, and more importantly, a fight between him and Yeri would just be absolute fireworks. That would probably be one of my most anticipated fights ever. I think him and Jamal would be great. Um, I mean, that would... I mean, him... Obviously, him and Jerry as well, but, I mean, the the storyline is there once again for him to... He's just like... Defend his guy. Did you see the... Just the way he... It's just just his face. It's just the way he stands, He looks like that one emoji. Yeah, the stone face. The grain... Yeah. The stone face. That's literally what he looks like all the time. It's It's actually... It's crazy. It's so scary. And it's just like, you never see these moments where it's like, 
it's not like he's playing a character. Like, he's trying to be intimidating. Like, no. it's just him standing there, and it's just, like, his natural aura. Um, yeah, so, that yeah. would be a great fight, though. You think? I think what I believe Pereira said, though, that I just saw today that he's either going to fight Whitaker or Adesanya mm-hmm. next, yeah. though. But I in th- the future, he probably mm-hmm. will at some point. I think, they, I think they both need to defend one time, but then I think the fight's there. That makes sense. Um, and, I, yeah, I would just be so excited to see that. I mean, I think Potan's really, like, quickly, I think he's probably in, like, my— Probably in my top five favorite active fighters. Just he's just so sick to me, man. Like he is tough. He's tough. Say. He's tough. He's tough. Uh, but Good yeah, card. like you said, PJ, very nice to see that light heavyweights becoming um, a little bit more interesting. Finally, have a champ after the what the first time in almost a year. Well, we technically had a champ up to November, but you know he hadn't fought since. Midsummer. Yeah. Um, Good card overall, though. What was your, what was your, what's your rating mm. here on Rio? We had ten finishes and fifteen fights. Ten finishes, fifteen fights. A lot of debut wins. So most of the upsets came in the uh, in the prelims, early prelims. I don't think there was technically any upsets on the main card. I think all the favorites won. No, all the betting favorites yeah. won. Um, but uh, I would say, honestly, if the crowd was a little bit better. Uh, especially in that main card, I would have gave them like a nine out of ten, but because of that crowd, I'm gonna drop it to like a seven, seven, seven? okay, seven, gonna, seven. I, and I half. was gonna go eight. So that's, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, yeah. It was a good card overall, though. Yeah, I liked it. I dug it. Eight out of ten for me. Seven out of ten for Roman on uh, UFC 283 Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> um, but yeah, good card overall. And uh, now that we have recapped all that, we will move on to a little bit of fight news that we've come across in the past week or so i know pj's gonna help me out with that here we go yep all right so um oh we can also mention the uh in boxing this past weekend we oh, had right. liam smith taking on chris eubank jr um supposed to be a tune-up fight for chris eubank before his uh big fight versus connor ben but we don't know if that's happening anymore because he was upset by the veteran liam smith um who caught him with a Clean right hand, I believe, and then very, he very was wobbled cool. bad. And then when he stood up, just you know, um, blitzed him and uh, KO'd him in the fourth round. Uh, PJ, I know you were just as surprised as I was to see that happen. Yeah, that was wow. I actually, I was, uh, I don't know what I was doing, but I saw like on Twitter, like I thought it was just someone trolling, mm-hmm. said Eubank got knocked out. Yeah. And I quickly pulled yeah. up something and I saw him on the floor. Yeah, like, I, I pulled up a stream and he was. Yeah, on the floor, and I was like, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. I think I texted you right away. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he started off that fight pretty well too. Um, was definitely the cleaner boxer, but you know, got put into that corner. And if you're putting that corner in boxing, it's dangerous. You got to be a very good technical boxer in order to get yourself out of those situations. And you know, that's the game that we play. One shot can change everything, and it was a clean shot from. Liam Smith, and then once he smelled blood in the water, you know, it was pretty much pretty much over from there. Uh, but yeah, that was the big boxing match that went on this weekend. It was uh, it's nice to see a surprise every now and then. I was then. Gonna say some little excitement. Yeah, nice to see world. when a, when a tune up fight doesn't go quite the way it's expected yeah. to go. But yes, well, now we will get on to the, some of the fight news that we have so going I have on. Quite a few uh, fight announcements here. Speaking of the. Brazilians, we have Mr. Edson Barboza versus Billy Quarantilo, um, mm-hmm. scheduled for 
the UFC event that will be taking place April 15th. I would assume some type of fight night because mm-hmm. that will be the week following UFC 287. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love Edson Barboza, so I'm excited for that. Quarantilo is obviously also a very exciting fighter. Yep. Uh, we have Jack Shore, who's, ta- who's going to have his first fight back um, after losing to Ricky Simone. Mm-hmm. Um, he would be fighting Maquan Amir Khani. Not very familiar with him. Unsure. But uh, Jack Shore, now 5-1 and one in the UFC. Obviously, he was very hyped up, so hopefully he can get back on track. Well, knowing the you know UFC bantamweights, whoever that guy you freaking said is going to knock him out inside a round. Probably, <laughs> probably dangerous fighter if he's in the bantamweight division. Yeah. Um, moving on, we have uh, Mr. Raul Rosas Jr. Oh, will yeah. be taking on Christian Rodriguez at UFC 287 in Brooklyn April 8th. Raul, obviously coming off the big submission victory versus Jay Perrin. Is mm. that you say? Yeah. Jay Perrin. So, yeah, always exciting to see Raul Rosas fighting now. Um, what is it going to be, 19? I was going to say, I think, I think 19, yes. Okay. Moving on, another exciting fight that I'm excited for. Um, Jared Gordon coming off of the controversial oh, loss yeah. to Patty the Batty versus Bobby Green. Mm-hmm. Coming off of the knockout loss to uh, Drew Dober. That'll be taking place April 22nd, which I'm assuming is fight some nights. kind of fight night. I mean, Bobby Green was just born to get put on these fight nights, I swear. Yeah, he's, <laughs> a, he's a fight night warrior. That should be a good fight, though. Yeah, I think no, I favor, sadly, I think I favor Jared Gordon over my guy Bobby, but that... I mean, uh, that style, that style he fights is it's very exciting, and it's when he gets it going, it's very fun to watch. Yeah, watching him slip punches. He had it going for a minute or for a round, and then you know you can only play with fire for so long. Especially with Drew Dober, you got to knock that guy out because he's never going to stop pressuring you. I don't know if that's possible, but I'm saying it's not possible. So, yeah, yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, we got that fight coming up. And then we have April 15th, the same fight night as Barboza. We have Pedro Munoz fighting Chris Gutierrez. Um, yeah, that should also be a pretty solid mm-hmm. fight. Pedro hasn't fought since he got poked by O'Malley, has yeah. he? Yeah. I don't know. He, he hasn't ha- fought. Okay, okay. And then Chris Gutierrez coming off that KO victory versus Frankie Edgar. Yeah, so we have. Um, so, yeah, no. Chris Gutierrez just, you know, doing his ceremonial fight that all bantamweights have to do versus Pedro Munoz in order to break into the top 10. Pretty much, yeah. I will take Chris Gutierrez right now. Yeah, Gutierrez is number 12, and Pedro is 8. 9. 9, so yeah. 9. So, yeah, um, solid fight. I don't know what Pedro does if Pedro wins this fight somehow, but yeah. <laughs> um, moving on, Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Jonathan Martinez. Um mm-hmm. March 11th. Wait, do I have that right? Is that one Vegas? No, that's the week after Vegas, I believe. Yeah, the week after yeah. Vegas. So that'll be some type of... I think it's going to be a Vegas fight night. That's what I had written down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure Saeed will pick up a quick submission there. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, even know why he's not fighting somebody in the top 15 yet. That's a bit surprising. And what are the matchups? We have announced yesterday Kelvin Gastelum versus Chris Curtis yep. at UFC 287 in Brooklyn. Um, Kelvin obviously was supposed to fight. Um, what was Mom off. Well, when was that? Two weeks ago. Three Two weeks? weekends ago. Two weekends ago. Um, and yeah, Chris Curtis coming off the victory versus Joaquin Buckley. So I'll that take, should be a. I, uh, I, you think Gaston Gaston fights? No, nah, I think. Do I think he fights? Yeah. He, I, I I hope. I don't <laughs> think he's gonna win if he does. I think Curtis will get the victory. But I hope yeah. so. Um, 
Yeah, we got um, the Battle of the Alexanders, Alexander Volkov versus Alexander Romanov, scheduled mm-hmm. for March 11th at UFC Vegas 71, the same as the Saeed Nurmagomedov fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Volkov. I used to... Use used him. to used to use him all the time in UFC three, so that's kind of how I got into him. He's yeah. a giant, obviously. I think he's six seven, six yeah, eight. Yeah, he's tall. As Romanov. I know he's coming off a loss. I can't remember who it was to, but uh, he's coming off a loss. Moving on, a very electrifying fight in the lightweight division: Jalen the Tarantula, oh, Turner yeah. versus Dan Hangman Hooker for UFC two eighty five. UFC two eighty five is actually going to be one of the most stacked cards. Give me a little rundown, real quick. Time. Well, for now, confirmed is Jones versus Gone. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that alone, Jones's comeback fight will be. Yeah, that's all. You, that's all they. That's all they yeah, needed. Honestly, and then they decided to pour on Valentina Shevchenko yep. versus Alexa Grasso, and it's not confirmed, but it is being targeted by the UFC that they're going to try and do. Um, Amanda Nunes yeah. versus Irene Aldana. Mm-hmm. That would be actually so three title fights. That would be wild. I mean, arguably like the two of the best woman fighters yeah. in the history of the sport, not competing against each other, yeah. but on yeah, the card. That would be wild. That's not confirmed though. Nunes is not confirmed. Um, but if that were to be confirmed, the main card for this would be unbelievable because then you also have Shavkat. Um, oh yeah, versus Jeff Neal. Yeah, I don't know how you say it. Rachmanov versus yeah. Jeff Neal. You have Bo Nickel versus Jamie Pickett. Ooh. You have Derek Brunson versus Drikas Duplessis. You now have um, Turner versus Hooker. Hooker. Yeah. You have Cody Garbrandt versus Julio Arce. <laughs> Vivian Arojo versus Amanda Ribas. How about this? This is unbelievable. This would be the most yeah. stacked card of all time. That's a like, crazy card. One of the most stacked cards I don't cards even know how you, what, what order you would put those fights in. How about this? Cody Garbrandt wins. Davidson Figueredo next. Sicko, sicko. <laughs> what? You really want to see Cody get get? Dude, you punched. don't know. Maybe you don't know, but <laughs> sicko, you are. I don't even know what the main. I think it would obviously go Jones. The two title fights, potential fights. And I mean, you could flip. I mean, I, I would assume Nunez would be. I mean, they are. I would. I would put Nunez second. I would. Yeah. Um, and then Valentina third, and then who's? You got to put the Hangman and Jalen Turner on the main Number card. Number four, you think? Yeah. And then, I mean, Bo Nichols said he wants to be main main card, but then you also have du- Brunson versus Duplessis. Yeah, I think, I think they'd give it to Bo, honestly. I think they Bo probably, are, they I think probably Bo, would. They're trying to build that name up. Yeah, they probably they probably would. And but, if you can get a finish on the main event of a right, card that wait, everyone's going to watch. But then Shavkat versus Jeff oh, Neal. Wow. It's no, that one has to go on the main card, has, too. That has to be four, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. That has to be four. I think because uh, I think bo- you boot you had to boot Bo Nickel off the main card. I yeah, honestly, Dude, you can't you can't do that. To you can't have Bo Nickel over Shavkat and Jeff Neal or Jalen Turner and, and Hangman Hooker. There's just no way. Yeah, maybe Bo Nickel main event. Pre-lunch. Even without Nunez, this card would be stacked. Yeah. <laughs> if they add Nunez, oh my goodness me, that is going to be one of the mm-hmm. most stacked UFC cards in the history. March fourth, son of the sport. You know what's going to be even better though? March eighteenth. Yeah, two yeah. weeks. Two weeks after. Yes, sir. Not only is it UFC 286 in London, it is my birthday. Oh my god, I forgot you. That, that's on the same day. Oh, that's yeah. So uh, we'll wow. see if I'm conscious for the main event, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we make it there. All right. Then we have one more matchup. Gerald, I never say his name right. Mir Shark. Mir Shark. Mir Shark. The guy who got knocked out by Hamza. Yeah. In one punch. <laughs> yeah. Versus Joe Pfeiffer. 
also at UFC Smoking 287. Joe also at UFC 287 April 8th. So that should be a uh, interesting matchup. Mm-hmm. Joe Pfeiffer on the come up. Mir Shart, obviously a very solid fighter. Um, outside of the matchups, as we mentioned earlier, um, Jiri says he'll be back in July or August. Obviously, I want to see Jiri back as quick as possible. That yep. would be good for the division, good for the sport. Um, Luke Rockhold is now a free agent. Um, mm-hmm. He'll be moving on from the UFC, and he said he's ready for a new challenge. He said he's ready to uh, whoop some behinds from uh, in a uh, different, different uh, promotion. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll join the... The Jake Paul uh, super fight league. I could That'd see, be solid. I could see that. I could really see that happening. You know, I could see, uh, you know, Tommy Fury pulling out two weeks before and oh, Luke Rock- Rockhold steps in. I don't want to see Rockhold get... Nah, he's get shinned. Toasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had Juliana Pena obviously call Amanda Nunes out for the trilogy. I, mean, I don't want to see that. You know, she said, in what sport do we go one-to-one and don't have a game three? It's a fair wow. argument, but, like, based on the last fight, it was just... No contest. I rewatched the highlights of that this morning, and it was... Oh, bru- I mean, bru- I mean a bad beating. Very similar to the Murphy-Andrage yeah, fight, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she did that. And then we also, lastly, last thing on my list here, we have Tyson Fury calling out Francis Ngannou, the mm. former UFC heavyweight champion, for a boxing match in four-ounce gloves, though, mm-hmm. which is what they use at the UFC, I believe, yeah. right? Yep. And then in a cage mm-hmm. with the special Mike Tyson as the referee. That's obviously just like Tyson yeah, Fury's... Yeah, just throwing out some ideas. Yeah. I mean, that sounds very fun. Will that happen? Most likely not. I, I like, th- you know, them fighting in four-ounce gloves would be interesting. I think that favors Francis. Oh, for sure. I mean, you got to... Because if you do straight up boxing, I mean, we've seen Tyson Fury up against some strong punchers like Deontay Wilder, who's one of the probably I think he has the highest knockout percentage in yeah. heavyweight history. Yeah, I'd be more excited to see Deontay Wilder and why. And, uh, yeah, and that Ngannou, would be a good if I'm one being because now Wilder's not the best boxer in the world, and Ngannou's obviously an MMA fighter, so his boxing's good. It's not great though. Um, that fight just makes more in yeah. terms of a competitive. Yeah, that would be more competitive. It just makes more sense. I think Tyson Fury, if they boxed, I think he'd with the four ounce gloves. Yeah, he's I mean, giving Francis a chance. Yeah, but yeah, more of a chance for sure. Um, and I don't know. I think what I want to see, I'd like to see that. But what I need to see first is uh, Tyson Fury fight Alexander Usyk, Usyk for the yeah. undisputed title. Well, titles. that's what Fury said. He said if yeah. he can't get the deal done with Usyk, he'd like to fight Ngannou. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you never know in boxing. For all I know, Tyson Fury's not going to fight either of them, and he'll end up fighting, like, Andy Ruiz or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's uh, that's all I got on my, uh, yeah. my short list. Um, I would also like to find out or point out um, we have Archer Betterbev, Archer Better um, the 175-pound champ, ticket on Anthony Yard this weekend in a boxing match. Um, at Wembley Stadium, Betterbev... 18-0, Anthony R. 23-2. Better be it's going to knock him out. I'll tell you that right now. Put your money on it. Actually, I shouldn't have said that. Um, yeah, he looks like he's going to lose. Now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's a big Russian. He's a big Russian with a beard and short hair, PJ. So you know how those people usually tend to uh, fight. Uh, but, yeah. That's pretty much the gist of the week, man. Yeah, um, kind of a longer episode, but a lot to talk about. But, a lot to uh, talk about. I actually didn't when we started. I'm like, wow, this might go like 40 minutes because we're just gonna talk about the fights and, there, and there's no action coming up this weekend. But a lot of storylines. We usually find a way. And we go off on our little tangents I sometimes. 
Um, but anything else you'd like to highlight? Anything, anyone you want to mention who's special in your life who just makes this podcast even better for you? Um, you know, I'm looking at a man in particular. You know? <laughs> I was going to save that for afterwards, but uh, yeah. I did have one thing. What are your opinions on Dustin Poirier being ranked higher than Jamal Hill in the pound for pound rankings? Bro. Why is he ranked so Bro, high? I'm sorry. They... Like, like I said, little part of me, like, obviously likes Dustin. But why they just favor him in the pound for pound? Dude, it's it's it's, it's actually ridiculous. <laughs> it's actually like it's. I think they kind of do it as a joke at this point because, like, yes, he picks up victories against high level opponents. No, he does, but I mean, just like how is a champion not not higher, ranked higher yeah. than, a, than a guy who's not even? And like even like Robert Whitaker. I mean, Robert Whitaker has held the undisputed title and has beaten literally everyone else in that division. Besides the champ, literally everyone Here's else. Thing, it's fair. Like Oliveira is still ranked seventh and mm-hmm. higher, but that's also because he just was the champ. He also he was defended ranked like, his title yeah. and all that. Like Poirier hasn't. Yeah. When did he? When was? When did he win the interim title? When was that? Bro, that was like 2019. 19 or 20. Yeah. Like, he has been champ for three years and mm-hmm. he's still somehow still somehow in the top. And I'm not hating. I'm just pointing it out that yeah. Jamal Hill's not. It hasn't lost in a. Meaningful amount of time. And what Glover? Where was Glover in the pound for pound? I forgot where he was. Uh, he had to have been somewhere in the top ten. Yeah. So how did? No. I oh, I know. Because Yeri's number ten. So maybe honestly, Glover after his loss versus Yeri, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't even ranked. Maybe he was like fifteen or something. Davison's still in the top fifteen, which I think is surprising. Um, he fell five yeah. spots though. But so. uh, yeah, that's all I got. I just wanted to hear you quick. I'm ridiculous, man. Um, it is what it is, but you know they love him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's over. As it's over, it's done. I think it's over. Why are you guys still listening? You can turn it <laughs> off. We'll see you guys at the top. See ya. <laughs>